0: Hey, welcome to The Metal Detecting Show, episode number 15. My name is Kieran, and this week I talk about why we love metal detecting and essential equipment. We have our regular tech timeout, and of course, some news from the world of metal detecting and treasure hunting. So let's get on with the show. Hey, thank you for listening. We're at episode number 15, and I hope you enjoy the show this week. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at DetectingThe or Instagram at the Metal Detecting podcast. or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at the TheMetalDetectingShow.com. If you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Before I get started this week, I want to give you all a few updates. Still no support from Nocta with my Pulse Dive, but I have managed to fix it myself as the locating pins were slightly misaligned. Turned out to be an easy fix, but not a great support experience from the Nocta partners. In my adventures of metal detecting this week, and if you are following the show on Instagram, you will see I brought my kids out detecting this week. Well, that was an experience and a lesson learned in patience, but the kids loved it, even if the Equinox 800 was an inch too long for my eldest. And finally... During this week, I stumbled across a new social network called DetectorNetwork.com, and I have to say I am very impressed by what I see there. It's a huge leap forward on what us detectorists have become used to, with easy media upload, timelines, articles, a marketplace and news feeds, but most importantly, a growing network of over 700 members in just two months, including major magazines, manufacturers, YouTube channels and outlets, and now the Metal Detecting Show podcast. So register on DetectorNetwork.com and check out the Metal Detecting Show podcast page there where you can interact with the show directly. So register on DetectorNetwork.com and look out for the new apps on both iOS and Android, which are soon to be released. So after last week's somber episode, I wanted to do a nice easy breezy episode this week. So my main topic this week is why we detect. Some people, and possibly most archaeologists, think we do it to get rich while playing out some sort of Indiana Jones fantasy. Well, okay, maybe they're right about the fantasy bit. I suppose I'll tell you why I think I started metal detecting, and I know I've mentioned it before, but growing up in the 80s, we, like many families at the time, were quite poor, and I remember walking to school every day with my head down, keeping an eye out for some change that may have fallen from someone's pocket. Now, I wasn't looking for this change in some sort of Charlie Bucket scenario of bringing it home to buy dinner for my family, but selfishly, I was on the lookout for change to bring to the local arcade to play Centipede or Galaga or something like that. Now. At this time, movies like The Goonies and the aforementioned Indiana Jones were out and being a kid of zero means meant that the prospect of being rich and getting the girl was just one treasure map away and that was enough to set anybody on this path. However, as I mentioned before, it was the discovery of a book called Treasure Hunting by Whiz Kids in the child section of my local library that really set me off on this path. I was hooked. Until I could afford a metal detector, I would search for history by digging holes and finding bottle dumps, etc. But I've covered this all before. But why did I start metal detecting? Well, for me, it started out as a childish fantasy, but grew into something more as I matured, I suppose. What do people think of when they think of metal detecting? Well, some do think we are hungry, greedy, 40-something balding men who will grub around in the dirt looking for a 10p piece. Some people think we spend our days digging up cans with equipment that has cost a fortune only to deliver boring results and other people believe we do it to get rich quick. The reality is so far from the truth, except for the balding piece of course, we don't do it for the money or to get rich. I know in a previous episode we discussed how to make a living metal detecting, but ask any detectorist out there how many of their finds have they sold on and most will actually still have almost every find they have ever found irrespective of the collective monetary value of their finds. Metal detectorists are collectors by their nature and will only sell on finds or jewellery that do not augment their collections, and especially if you're a beach detectorist. But if you're a relic detectorist, forget about it, those people are like King Tut and will be buried with their finds and rightly so. The real facts are very few do it full-time and if they do, they are normally augmenting their salary or wages with a part-time job or a YouTube channel or podcast. The misconception that this is a hobby for middle-aged men is slowly fading away as more and more women, children, nerds and geeks are getting into the hobby and slowly changing that perception as the hobby becomes more and more accessible to everyone with a steady release of metal detectors to suit all budgets. We do spend a lot of money on equipment, but metal detecting is one of the only hobbies that pays for itself, as we find in the majority a lot of spendable coins, which generally gets put in a bucket and cleaned and spent once a year, normally when a new detector or accessory is coming out. There are so many positive aspects of the hobby and reasons to be pretty fanatical about it. But some of the reasons might not be what you think of when you think of metal detecting. For example, in an age of mental health issues causing a rise in suicides, particularly in men. Metal detecting brings exercise and stretching, albeit slow moving, but over hours, making it equivalent to several miles walk a day. Social interactions in being part of a community club, while also building relationships to help with permissions and time for reflection. There is nothing like the headspace gained when you strap on those headphones and enter the zone for a day's detecting. All have been proven to increase mental health. So, we may have the bodies that epitomises middle-age spread, but we definitely have the minds of a 20-something. This is why metal detecting is such a popular hobby and recommended when you retire, as you get to maintain activity, but most importantly, you maintain your mental capacity. If it's so good, then why do some people leave it so quickly? Well, I believe that's down to expectations. They believe the rubbish that media companies push out. The finely tuned and sculpted Instagram posts that show handfuls of gold coins and tells them that if you go metal detecting, you will be rich after a few weeks and find the next Saxon hoard just like that, meaning that when the reality of metal detecting and finding nothing of significant value hits them, they drop it like a hot snot and give up. With metal detecting, very few have got rich from it, but everyone learns something new every day with every new dig. So why do I metal detect? For me, I think the most fundamental reason I love this hobby stems from a love of history and collecting, while getting out of the house, into the countryside or beach, dedicating myself to a task that few will understand, but gives you the thrill of the hunt, with the only guarantee being you will learn something new every time you go out there, irrespective of what you find. Up next is this week's Tech Time Out, where I chat about essential equipment for metal detecting. For this, week's tech timeout. this week, I want to cover something I thought I had covered previously, but apparently I didn't. So here we go. What is the essential kit a metal detectorist must have with them when they detect? So this, in a way, is a tech timeout that is in complete opposition to last week's tech timeout, where I talked about ancillary equipment to enhance your detecting experience. So if you're a detectorist that detects only on a field, you will have different equipment than someone who only detects on a beach. Or maybe if you're lucky, you can do both. So there are some things that are essential to both terrains, and that will be the following. Now, this is a list of things I carry when I detect. I have whittled what I carry down to the bare minimum, but at one stage, I would hunt with a backpack and a utility belt with everything I could think of on there. Hashtag nightmare. <laughs> so on with my list of essential metal detecting equipment. On first, and probably one of the most important, is a pinpointer. Although a premium model can be expensive, these are on the list because they speed up the recovery time of a find, allowing you to get to the next find quicker. The relative high cost is mitigated fairly quickly with more finds per day, simple as that. I used the original Garrett Pro for the last 15 years maybe. I had to waterproof it myself and replace the switch twice. But it is only now that it's starting to show signs of dying on me. So maybe it's time to get a new one. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Headphones. Once only available in wired format, but now with the advent of wireless headphones, the thought of wearing headphones all day is now an altogether easier task. Just this weekend, I detected with the kids without headphones so we could all hear, but with even the slightest of breeze, we could only hear the large or targets that were close to the surface. There was no listening out for faint or iffy signals at all, so headphones, wear them. Cleaning tools, such as a small spray bottle, a toothbrush or a rag, always handy. I don't know who thought of using a small spray bottle, but you are a genius. This has removed the need or temptation to rub your finds on your sleeves or pants. You can also use the rag to help you keep a hole tidy too. A pouch and find box, or a section in your pouch with a sponge in it. The finds pouch is a no brainer as it allows you to comfortably take your finds with you as you find them. But I don't know how many times I've seen someone put their good finds in the same pouch section as the rubbish, or even stick it in their pants pocket. If you find a good find, the minute you pull it from the ground is when it's at its most fragile. So treat them with care and put them in a safe place such as a finds box or in a sponge in a separate pocket of your finds pouch. Gloves goes without saying, you just have to forget your gloves one day to learn your lesson here. Thankfully, gloves have come a long way since I started off where gloves didn't exactly have the same dexterity of modern work gloves. They were designed to last big thick yolks that felt like you were picking up something with a handful of sausages. Boots. Good sturdy boots but not metal or steel toe cap boots. A good set of hill walker boots or army boots will do here. Sunscreen. If you're like me and as bald as an egg then sunscreen is a must. You must keep those melanoma away. Wipes. One of those things you won't think of them till you absolutely need them if you know what I mean. Like does a bear poop in the woods? Now all that stuff is essential to both field detecting and beach detecting. Where they differ is in what you use to dig up the finds with. For beach detecting, and I've said it so many times before, nothing beats a stainless steel long-handled scoop, nothing. This is like the pinpointer, saves so much time in recovering finds. For field detecting, I recommend a medium-length handle spade or shovel. There are some great models out there, fully stainless steel with saw-tooted sides to help you cut through roots. Plus, it does help that they look very cool. Don't go out with a short-handled shovel or a trench tool unless you like digging holes bent over or on your knees. You just can't get the leverage on a short-handled shovel. Also, for field detecting, I recommend a trowel or a hoary knife for when you need to winkle out a find out of the ground or want to be more surgical in digging a hole. And that's it. Putting it simply, the essential equipment needed for detecting are pinpointer, headphones, pouch, cleaning tools, gloves boots sun cream and wipes and of course whatever you're gonna dig with and that's it and that's it for this week's tech timeout up next is this week's news and views from the world of metal detecting welcome to this week's news and views from the world of metal detecting and treasure hunting first a story from the front page of the bbc news historic england thefts four held over artifacts taken from protected sites Four men have been arrested over the theft of artefacts from protected heritage sites, police have said. The men aged 28, 31, 31 and 32 were arrested by Cheshire police in seven raids across the Greater Manchester area. It is safe to say, and I'm glad they didn't reference them as metal detectors. And in the Daily Mail, a story that will put hair in the chest of anybody who has been detecting for the last three decades. Striking gold amateur metal detector finds 14 extremely valuable coins on her first hunt and they could be worth thousands of dollars. Bev Martin, 60, discovered a stash of 14 coins in Victoria's gold fields. If you want to read the full story for this story or any of this week's stories, the links are in the show notes. And on that note, that's it for this week's news and views from the world of metal detecting and treasure hunting. Okay, I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DetectingThe or Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast. If you want to contribute or have suggestions for topics to cover, pop us an email to Kieron at the Show.com. Don't forget to check out our website, www.TheMetalDetectingShow.com, for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a copy. Just search for The Metal Detecting Show. Don't forget to check out DetectorNetwork.com. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there and happy hunting.